0: I, I, how how I, wait, is that? A, how, how do you? How are you? A little <laughs> unhinged? Isn't that being right, unhinged uh, a pretty loosely severe hinged? state of affairs? Would that be better? Thank yeah. you, Professor. Yes, That's loosely,
1: gonna... he's a little loosely. He's loosely hinged.
2: <laughs> we are building a religion. We are building it bigger. We are widening the corridors and adding more lanes. We are building a religion. A limited edition We are now accepting callers For these pendant keychains To resist it is useless It is useless to resist it His cigarette is burning But he never seems to ash He is grooming his poodle is living comfort eagle you can meet at his location but you'd better come with cash now his hat is on backwards he can show you his tattoos he is in the music business he is calling you DUDE! now today is tomorrow and tomorrow today and yesterday is weaving in and out and the fluffy white lines that the airplane leaves behind are drifting right in front of the waning of the moon He's handling the money, he's serving the food, he knows about your party, he is calling you,
1: yeah, do you Welcome to Atlas Bocked, a weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the 10 owners in the league. This is episode 31 entitled... The cream cheese incident. The band is back together. GK, welcome back.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've been waiting to say that for weeks. I can't contain myself today. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're not allowed to say that for a certain period of a year, but... Now that it's the day, I can say it all I want.
1: Was that cathartic for you? Oh yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Low key, it's good to see you. I see you're wearing black today.
0: <laughs> Just
3: trying to blend into the background.
1: I'm sorry we we were making fun of you last week for picking on your team, and apparently you are right. They do suck. Oh. They laid an egg, did they not? Well, it was kind of a beatdown, but I, I wasn't. I was definitely not cheering for Villanova. By the way, it, it was,
3: was a record performance by Villanova. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. It was.
1: And Swag, how are you?
4: I'm good. I'm good. What's happening?
1: Uh, well, hey, what's happening is the season has started. That These games actually matter. It's not projections. It's not drafts. It is actually happening, and so that's pretty exciting. I've realized that I am incredibly addicted to my CBS Sports app, and I'm looking at it I don't know, every three minutes, every two minutes, every minute and a half, and, and cursing them for not updating their player updates on the hour.
0: I, che- I check my Match.com app that frequently. And I'm like, wait a second, how could there not be more winks? What the fuck am I doing wrong?
1: It's not you, Greg. It's not you. Yeah, that's right. You should be collecting winks a lot.
0: They don't get me. <laughs>
1: Well, you know what? We get you. We we see that your strategy and Jack's strategy are working like a charm. You guys suck so far.
0: Well, I'm not the worst. I mean, that's <laughs> that, that's that's uh that's pretty much, you know, my validation. I'm not the worst.
4: Yeah. We're going to decide which of the two of us gets to say that the most this year. I was the worst actually until the, my my team has risen today.
0: It's a day for rising. <laughs> <you
4: know? laughs> I had a soufflé this morning. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be a long season. I'm 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 searching for a reason to watch. I'm I'm hoping between these guys that I've I've put together and my Philly squad that somebody starts giving me something to watch here
1: soon. It's only day 3 of the season.
0: <laughs> it's early. In my mind, uh I'm I'm in 2021. You know, as far as yeah. fantasy baseball goes, yeah. you know, I'm really thinking about. It. I, was, I was looking at the Knoxville Smokies schedule here, thinking, <laughs> who of my future All Star team will I be able to see here next month?
1: But you know, I mean, Greg, I mean, you're you're continuing to trade. I mean, it seems like every other day I'm looking on the site that Mr. Blunt's Heroes has made a trade, and we talked about trade with Jack last week. You also made a trade with. LJ this week. I mean it I mean it seems like it's it's happening.
0: Well, it's part of necessity. I mean, if you guys look at my roster, I have I have a bloated roster of of talented minor league players. I was counting on uh Willie Calhoun and David mm-hmm. Dahl breaking camp with the big league clubs so that you guys wouldn't invoke the competitive clause uh against me. And so I was like, Oh shit, I got a bunch of minor leaguers here. I gotta field a major league bench and I've guys injured. So I was like, I I need to do some inequitable trades and get some talent as quickly as possible and reduce my roster, for Christ's sake. I think you did a hell of a job on both parts on
4: putting together a a solid bench with What we've been able to do with the minor league systems between the two of us, if if we can get through not being the worst team each week yeah. <laughs> for this season, I'm going to call that a success, honestly. Well, um,
0: there's a shocking lack of outfield talent to be picked up and, and just mm. put on my bench. In addition to the trades I made, I really tried to put out at least three other trade offers that were, in the long run, they were, probably weren't good trades for me anyway, but they would have given me a a respectable major league outfielder to put on my my team and my roster, but they didn't get accepted. So I'm definitely trying to compete, and I'm hoping that Willie Calhoun and David Dahl get called up soon or Senzel or somebody.
4: You know it's funny. This is a long week, which we haven't done in quite some time. Most of the time that this first week, and to the point where I'm I'm so used to it that I I literally stopped watching oh, after like geez. Thursday. So, <laughs> I uh, and it wasn't until late today that you know I was like, oh, it was a good run. You know they make a little, made a little comeback. At least I don't have the lowest score. And, uh, and then I realized, oh shit, we got seven more days to play. And uh, again, uh, the way Joe's team's performing, uh, no high hopes by any. Means, but early in the week and and obviously early in the season. Yeah, what, I, I, what
3: made you guys decide to do it that way?
0: What to to go minor league players? No, to do
4: the the full. It was just okay. Tim showing dominance.
0: Ah. Yeah, I, I hate it because my 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 roster isn't fully constructed, so like I have no additional outfielders on my bench. So uh, you know, I got to pray for my boys to be healthy. Not that it matters. I guess this was the week I was counting on winning again. <laughs> this in the All Star week. Honestly, I was like, oh, the Astros might carry me to a win.
1: But that's your strategy, right? It looks like you and Jack. I'm not
0: trying to lose. I'm not trying to lose.
4: Yeah, I would love nothing more than to make the playoffs and and, uh, and, and get hot and run the table yeah, while I'm, building I'm, my team of the future. Yeah, now, I'm ready now, to
0: deal some of those chips for, you know, for players now if I started to do well. Not that I
4: will, but I would. And, and Greg's in a better situation than me, in my opinion. I, I um again, he has the staff, first of all. So, uh, you know, I I would need a, a lot of luck uh, to get, get to the point where I started thinking about this season again as far as playoffs go um Playoff. and my you know
1: <laughs> so joe uh, would you say this is politician level bullshit or just smarmy car salesman level bullshit i mean no, come it's... on your strategy <laughs> guys your strategy I, I almost... <laughs> this year maybe your strategy isn't purposely to lose but your strategy no, is not to maximize it's not. your wins
0: no 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 uh, that's, like that, a, that's uh, wrong uh, i resent that i'm trying to win every fucking game i want to win every fucking game what? But my the, the, strategy is to build a team for the future and to try to win along the way, motherfucker. The, the long right? Of- my long
4: term strategy is pretty much packed away now for the season. And not not that I won't continue to. It's day three. Um, all right, that's not true. I. Be, I <laughs> no, thank you, Craig. <laughs> I'm not gonna not try to win,
0: dude. It's, I I almost considered uh, packaging the Astros in a trade offer this week. I was like, well. They they had that opening day. Boy, they look good. I'm going to strike while the iron's hot and get something for them.
3: Well, that's what I started to say. The proof of what Greg is trying to do will be how quickly he unloads the Astros. Well,
0: yeah.
4: We'll uh, again, I'm I'm not trading any kids towards this year. Don't get me wrong. I've, I made it very clear what I was doing for the, the long scope of my team. Whatever that means for this year, it means. But each week, I'm going to do my best to win. Um, but... <laughs> You know, it is what yeah, it
0: is. If, if, I mean honestly, if if David Dahl and Willie Calhoun and Nick Senzel, let's say, come up by May first and start playing well. If Senzel has middle infielder eligibility, who knows? That could my my team could be certainly decent.
1: I'm gonna do everything I can to win. I'm gonna take my Prius down to the drag strip over here and i'm going to race it and i'm going to punch the gas as hard as i possibly that's right. can. right
4: but i'm going to push the gas as far as it will go you're right that's
1: right i'm only going to spend 500 bucks on that prius i'm not going to race against that fifty thousand dollar.
0: dude i predict that by the end of the year i will have one of the the heftiest tabs in the league financially if anybody questions my commitment to winning fuck them
1: you tied for
0: the most dollar
1: spent last year and you already that's right have spent more money than anybody else um, and we have I think six owners who haven't spent anything yet. I definitely do hear you there. yes thank you. So if you want to lose and, and pile money into the kitty and that that is absolutely awesome.
0: Well, I have no choice because the uh, that's, that's the person I am. I try to win.
1: Yeah.
4: I picked up a Jose Martinez and I moved Mitch Hanager from my minors. So there's <laughs> 15 bucks for you.
1: All right. I love this strategy. Joe, you, are you in? I'm, I'm down with this one. I think it works for me. These guys are stand up gentlemen. Well, I will say that uh, Reardon Metal came out of the shoot like a rocket. And I'm just wondering, could this be the greatest team of all time, given the three-day sample that we have?
0: Please. Well, they're off to a very Kansas City Chiefs-like start. I'll give them that. Wow.
3: <laughs> Except for Cody Bellinger. <laughs> yeah, you don't need Bellinger no.
4: at this point. The the fact of the matter is, right? You get Stanton um, starting off like he did, and Hoskins uh, stealing bases now. That's yeah, that's what you need. I like, like that Hoskins stealing bases now. Correa, mm-hmm. of course. It's uh, it's a nasty squad, and and. Again, a couple of guys probably overperforming early. It's three days in. Uh, but the fact of the matter is when it balances out, you know, this is about what we expect from this team this year. So barring injury, we're definitely looking at a, a playoff team. I was just going to say, and there's the kiss of death. There it is. Trying.
1: As good as Joe's team's doing, lethal injection with the team that Jack built actually scoring more than anybody else.
4: The Jamps continuing on. Blackman has helped him, but uh, you know, other than that, Chris Bryan is definitely his guy. He's been his guy. Cabrera, the ageless one, has definitely helped him out a little bit this week so far. So He won the title and, and he added a, a couple of strong pieces, so watch out. Is, is Scotty paying attention? Because his catcher hasn't
0: played yet. I think we should invoke the system. competitive clause and censure him.
1: I actually saw him Friday night and he was bemoaning the fact that the season snuck up on him.
0: Oh my god!
1: And that he didn't have a backup catcher. I
0: think he could use Travis no He's in trouble.
4: I mean, I know Cisco's not playing a lot, but isn't he on his bench? Can he at least throw him in?
0: Is he even in the majors? Yeah, he is.
1: Okay.
0: Oh, see, I think pay attention. He, formal center, I sense coming along. Oh.
1: Maybe he's doing the same strategy you and Greg are. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he wants to win by losing. Uh, I,
0: I, I, I I I had one guy get injured, and I made a substitution immediately.
1: Good point. We'll give him the dream the dreamer award. Yeah, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Jack, I get that you want to win by losing, but are you going to keep the Phillies' pitching staff? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, no, not at this rate. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to. I, I obviously had higher hopes. It's early again, three games in, but it is the fucking Braves. If Nick Markakis is going to fucking light us up and Flaherty, I don't even <laughs> fucking know who some of these guys are. Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. A lot of it has to do with the managing of the team as well. Um, with Kepler, he's he's, uh, he's an odd bird. Now chances are that you'll see the angels in my uh, in my lineup next game unless something turns around here this week. Uh, bad call. You guys had 20 pitching changes in 28 innings. You know what? The, that guy's he's an odd odd dude, and he's fucking up fantasy baseball for a lot of people again we're we're just a few games in but that guy does a lot of weird shit you know when you when you do things unorthodox uh, right out the gate especially with a young team like that you're either going to be a fucking genius or you're going to be out of a fucking job very quickly. <laughs> there is very little that this guy does that is fundamentally solid as far as managing goes. So we'll see. It's it's exciting as a Phillies fan to see shit done differently. But when it doesn't work out, it's very easy to say, hey, motherfucker, they've been doing it for 100-something years this way for a reason. So. I thought he was brilliant
0: on Welcome Back, Cotter. That's
4: all
1: I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> Love that, show.
1: So, boys, why don't we uh, take a quick break, refill our drinks, and we'll come back. And we'll get Greg's input on his predictions. Mm. be great to have uh, Greg's predictions uh-huh. for next year since we missed out uh, last time. Maybe talk a little bit about Greg's vacationing and kind of share with us how that view was. Yeah, I have a
0: funny story. Yeah.
1: All right. Beautiful. And so we'll be right back, boys. <laughs> no it sounds funny, but I just can't stand the
2: pain. Well, I'm leaving you tomorrow.
1: Welcome back, and Greg, I wanted to hand the microphone over to you. You did not have a chance to give us your predictions last week since you were parting it up down in on a hotel balcony in South Florida.
0: Without wireless internet. I wasn't
1: parting on the balcony
0: per se. I spent a little bit of time on the balcony, but we actually got out and did something.
1: Well, all the media came from the balcony. It looked like you, day, night, everything was...
0: Uh, it was a nice view there, but that was between, you know, stops. I actually got into an argument at a Panera bread with somebody, too. (laughs) Do you guys know there was a cream cheese shortage? I had no idea. How the fuck could you not know that? (laughs) That was basically, that was the attitude of the Panera staff that I went to. I thought I'd I'd be nice and get bagels for my brother and his wife was there and uh, my buddy and his wife and another couple of friends from college. And so, of course, you know, being a vegan, I don't eat cream cheese although i love it but i walk in i go to this fucking panera bread and on the door i'm like this disclaimer this hand-typed disclaimer about there being a cream cheese shortage <laughs> and that as a result of the cream cheese shortage only whipped cream cheese would be available to patrons
1: What is is a cream cheese shortage at that panera or is this like a regional or national crisis that we have to deal with?
0: You want to allow me to tell the story or do you want me to leap Whoa. right to the finish there, buddy? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm gripped. This is called building up dramatic tension. <laughs> All the listeners on podcast land are thinking, what the fuck? I need to get to the store in the morning and look into this cream cheese shortage. So I didn't know. I was like, wow, cream cheese shortage. Who knew? You know, I walked up to the counter. There's a, a nice teenage gal there working behind the counter. And I was like, hi, I had like a dozen bagels. And she said, "Okay." And her manager was buzzing nervously behind her and leaned over her shoulder and not quite whispered. "Uh, Did you tell him about the cream cheese shortage? And I said, no, no, I I, I read it. I read it on the door. No need to inform me. I'm down. I'm down. I said, but you know what? Actually, I think whipped cream cheese is delightful. So no sweat. The young lady looked at me. She said, well, sir, i I can own, We have individual packets of cream cheese, but my boss says I can only give you four. The manager's standing right there. I said, well, "Wait, wait a Relaying second. Relaying the information yeah. through this. Yeah. I said, I'm buying a dozen bagels. Jesus. And, and so then the manager spoke directly to me, looked right past her employee and was like, sir, there's a cream cheese shortage.
4: Oh shit! So so now the negotiation has gone directly between you and the manager. He's skipping yeah. the young lady like, counter.
0: I was like, yeah, I read that. I said, so what's the deal with that? You can't just go to the grocery store and get some cream cheese. <laughs> and she said, no, sir, we're not allowed to do that. And you know, there's over 2,100 Panera Breads nationwide. It's going to take quite a while to get us back in stock on cream cheese because our supplier had to have a recall. And I said, well, that's, you know, be that as it may, I, I don't understand why I can only get four individual cream cheeses when I'm ordering a dozen. Actually, I think it was 13 baker's dozen. She goes, sir, because of the shortage." I said, "Now let me ask you a question. If I came in here and we did this all over again and I ordered one bagel, how many cream cheeses would you give me? You squirt a third of a packet <laughs> onto your bagel. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, do you have a communal packet of uh, individual cream cheese back there, motherfucker? So did she say, say one was the answer? One? Yes, yeah, yeah, she point? said one. Well, sir, I'd give you one. Wait, and, and she ordered was, twelve indiv- individual see. bagels. That's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. She said, I'll, I'll, "Sir, if I said if I, if I if I came in here and ordered one bagel, you'd give me one individual cream cheese package." She said, "Yes." And I said, well, you know what then? Why are you punishing me? Because I'm ordering 12 times your normal customer. Let me order 12 bagels individually. She said, sir. And I was like, no, no, no. That's what I want. I want 12 individually rung up bagels, please. Pay,
4: pay cash.
0: She didn't, she, she stopped looking at me. She disengaged with eye contact with me. And she just said to this poor teenage girl, just give him the cream cheese. Oh. So you won. Yeah, I, th- I think right and logic and justice prevail. <laughs> I- I'm twelve times better than a normal bagel eater coming so technically, in. Technically technically you're not. Twelve no, times, no.
4: Better because 13 times. twelve times as much. You get a discount and thus it makes it difficult for them to come up with the extra cream cheese. So somebody along the way is gonna bagel with no fucking cream cheese because of you.
0: Who who invited John Forbes shortage podcast? <laughs> Fuck that. Okay, so I'm I'm four and a half times better than the regular fucking customers. All right, that's good. I'll take that. So like I'm your best customer this morning, and you're gonna shit on me, lady. And I said to her, I was like, "Why don't you go to Kroger's or whatever you got down here as an excuse for a Kroger's and get some cream cheese? They exercise a little managerial discretion." instead of uh, you know harassing your best customer man i love their soups i don't know if i'm going to be able to go back there other than that it was a delightful trip although i'm not as young as i used to be drinking 2 3 nights in a row that's hard for me like at the rate we were drinking i didn't really get a lot of sleep that first day i flew in and we went right to the tiki bar and it was piña coladas with rum floaters <laughs> by 8 p.m. we were eating a late dinner on a some deck and it was. It seemed really dark. I couldn't even read the menu. I don't even remember ordering an entree. That, but what, was that your patio? No, it was a restaurant. <laughs> uh What was that called? I forget. It was called the.
1: That. It was called the balcony to the hotel room. Oh, dude! No, we were all <laughs> hundreds lit <up>. of photos. <laughs> no wonder he couldn't get any service. Hundreds <laughs>
0: there's, of there's photos,
1: selfies. Her! There's there's film. God. I think he changed his LinkedIn wallpaper. Not LinkedIn. Facebook. Yeah, I want my
0: professional just... contacts to see where I'm at. It's this
1: balcony. It's just everything's from a balcony. It, there was nothing. There was nothing else. There was no, nothing
0: that would I'll tell go me. On, listen, I'll go on Facebook right now, and I think there'll be less than eight pictures on that balcony. And there'll be there'll be pictures on the pool deck. There'll be pictures of the tiki bar. Come on.
1: I don't really go on Facebook a lot but I do go to Instagram. That's so I don't know what your Instagram feed was but your Instagram feed simply had balcony pictures.
0: Yeah, three or four pictures. It was Man, the best view it for it Christ sake. 100.
1: <laughs> I was expecting more. I was just you know, you're you're a handsome single guy in South Florida and I see well, the, pictures the, of you and
0: Top bagel customer in Miami. Right. I did take what I consider to be one of the best photos I've ever taken on this trip. Because I'm not very photogenic, as you guys well know. But I took a great, great photo of myself. I'm going to use it for my new dating profile photo. Did, did you take
3: a picture of the manager at Panera?
0: Man, I mean, I tell you, I like Panera bread, too. That really bummed me out. Let's see if you can see this picture. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, there it is. Look at that. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. I saw that. But I didn't see that on yeah. Facebook. Where did, I, I saw, did you put that Instagram. Up on Instagram? Yeah. yeah. And
0: it wasn't even on the balcony.
1: That actually is a, It's a good angle. It's a good angle.
0: It is. Well, and it was, I don't know if it's the natural lighting or the way that my, the brim of my hat, uh, cast a shadow on my face. I think yeah. it really, it's very flat. Yeah.
1: It's got, it's got—it's—I uh, I could have Tammy give me a professional opinion on that, but I think it got some good butterfly lighting. I like that. I, I think we need to put that on the Atlas Bock feed though. So mm. our listeners okay. can actually check it out. I will that help do that, do that live as we the, speak. The balcony as well okay just right just I one one picture yeah. from the balcony. I he's got will. about 700 to choose from jack it's okay <laughs> it's...
0: pick uh, your favorite but it was a great time let me tell you we had a lot of fun but we all drank way way too much as at that restaurant and they just put a plate of food in front of me I not even remember what i ordered but i was shoveling it in like there's no tomorrow because i thought i was going to be sick i had to start consuming mass quantities of water and bread it wasn't even what you ordered. I don't even know. I, I don't even remember ordering an entree, but there it was. I don't even know if it was my food. I honestly
4: grabbed off a tray. I, the guy was
0: walking I, past me. I, I didn't started not remember. Eating. They just put a f- plate of food in front of me. I assumed that I ordered, it and I just started shoveling it down to to stave off the motion sickness that was quickly coming upon me. You
1: literally just described my twenties.
0: <laughs> oh, it was awful. I really thought I was going to puke right there at the restaurant. Oh, that's the worst. And, and But I, I started really pounding down the water and eating bread, and I saved myself. And the next morning, I talked to my brother and my friends. They're all like, oh, my God, I, I haven't been that drunk in quite a few years. It was just uh, the sun and the excitement of seeing old friends. So, listeners, if you uh, go to the Atlas box feed, you'll now see not only my Really nice photo, but also views from our balcony.
1: What town were you in?
0: We were in Fort Lauderdale. Century Village? Uh, f- I don't know what that means. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Fort Lauderdale, dude. That's I just... It's, it's the
3: cream cheese capital of Florida.
0: It might be.
1: It is a retirement community in central Florida. huh Uh, Um. It has the highest rate of STDs per capita in the country.
0: Oh, gross.
4: I thought that was the Villages.
1: Oh, wait. Century
4: Village. Wait, wait, wait. Century Village is in South... It is a retirement community in South Florida, but the Villages is what you're thinking of in Central Florida. And Joe was quick to know that shit, too, wasn't (laughs) he? Joe was all over
2: that.
0: (laughs) The Central Floridian. A lot of work up there. (laughs) Now, let me ask you something. Are you saying that the seniors down there are just getting jiggy with it as seniors, or did a bunch of sluts move there? Can it be the same thing? That's what I mean. Is there something that inherently attracted promiscuous people who had become old, and so they all decided to move down there? Or did they get prom- promiscuous once they got there, You know, possibly because of, I don't know why.
3: The generation that grew up in the 60s is now retiring.
0: Ah. I think they
4: built
1: it. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Like- yeah, it's, does. that's the that is the deep philosophical questions we like to tackle here at Atlas Bock. Right there,
0: <laughs> I was at a tiki bar at three p.m. on the second day of my trip with my college roommate, and almost instantaneously, we looked around and the place was jam packed with senior citizens knocking down drinks.
1: That's a target rich environment, right there, Greg.
0: Uh, laughing it up. Oh, I mean, and my one my buddy got hit on by like a sixty get a head job. No, <laughs> oh, <Eesh>. no. <laughs>
1: did, did Greg just clams up. Mm. He just just
0: like uh, he just shut down. Come like, on, he's like, oh, oh no, <laughs> I Think
1: we're done. I'm not drinking right now, so
0: I can't talk about that. Not not on today of all days. Come on, boys. keep it clean. <laughs> He has risen. Oh, yeah! You know that that some of those risings down there would be miracles.
1: Viagra, man, revolutionized.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, as we all try to process this Easter miracle that Greg just described, let's go ahead and take a minute, take a break, and come back, and we'll find out what is.
2: Put me up, put me down, stop me up and watch me go
1: Not have a chance to get your take Mm -hmm. on how this season is going to play out. As a matter of fact, Swag, Loki, and I picked had unanimous picks. We we figured the season out.
0: Okay, well, don't tell me. Uh, you know, I don't remember exactly what you said. Well
1: that's you would hey, you're strong enough mentally that you can come up with your own picks. I'm not worried that you'd be influenced by our wildly entertaining podcast last week.
0: In my mind, I'm already in 2020. Though I'm not, you know, you realize that I don't really care who wins this year. But that said, you know, I have the benefit of a, a small sample of actual games this week. But it, it's hard to deny the start that Reardon Metal has had. I'm a Reardon Metal fan going back to last year. Uh, I, I have to stick with uh, Reardon Metal taking the really impressive, except for Jack <laughs> Griffey division.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Joe's team is. It could be the greatest
0: of all time. Well, wow, I wouldn't say that, and I you know, think it's it's, not, that's it's not a gonna little, work, Tim. It's a little disingenuous, to Tim, to do that. You know what a dick. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So that—that's my prediction: is that his uh, reared metal is going to take that. Although, uh, you know, you can never. We learned from last year; you can never count out Mikey in a mission commission. If they can, uh, you know, get a healthy catcher on the field.
1: I, Greg, I agree. We may have to invoke the clause with Scotty. I might need to drive over to his house and hammer that to his door just with a nail. <laughs> like uh like Martin
0: Luther. The uh, <laughs>
1: the Easter theme, biblical, the biblical theme. theme. Thank <laughs> you very much. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I think that uh, you know, just <laughs> sure. with a with a big hammer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sort of a mallet, if you will. So on to the on to my predictions. Uh I, I think that the McGuire division is Definitely, one thousand percent going to Tim. There's no way he doesn't win that division. The plaque has it, been printed. It's impossible. I've already uh, sketched Tim's name into my little chart that I keep on my refrigerator door of my our own little Final Four. Uh, Forty-seven Ronins already printed on that little final four it's an index card it's really not a very professionally done thing but i already have 47 ronin wrote in it's in stone i agree yeah i agree so then uh my division that's a tough one um you know if you're if you're looking at last year chris's team was very close to the playoffs maybe un uh what's it unconsummated is that a word Uh, an unconsummated trade away from having uh you know been in the playoffs instead of the eventual champion
1: i don't exactly know what type of trades you do but maybe let's just say executed i don't i don't consummate okay. my trades right. maybe that's why no one fucking trades with me anymore <laughs> i I don't know is there a new kind of <laughs> is there something going on i don't know about that is that why jack is able to just do these things is it things you got
0: to do what you got to do sometimes
1: oh. oh my god i feel dirty
0: I feel like damaged goods after all the trades I did last year. Anyway, uh, I'm moving to that. I'm moving to that uh, retirement community in Central we, Florida.
1: <laughs> Talk about promiscuous trading. I had no fucking idea.
0: Well, okay. So that being said, I I, I would have to all kidding aside, I'd have to give it to yes. Chris. I like uh, I like his nucleus. Um, You know, he has a nice mix of uh, some veteran power hitters like uh, Jay Bruce. But I think this could be uh, Buxton and Gallo's breakout year. But he's got a deep team. You know, he's got Schwarber and and Polanco and Zimmerman. So I like Chris's depth. I mean, let's face it. I'm not going to put up much of a fight, and I don't think that um, is it. LJs, our other team in the division, Uh, his team's. Decent, but I don't, I don't look at that roster and see playoff. No, not with Billy Hamilton in your starting lineup, you know, or scooter Jeanette DHing, you know, although he was good, but uh, I I think it's going to be Chris, Tim and Joe. And now for the wild card, I think it could either be, I think it's a three teams have a legitimate shot here. I think the dreamers have a legitimate shot. I think that uh, Mikey has a legitimate shot again. Of course, uh, tough division though there, and I think that Scott again, if he can manage to put a uh, a warm body in the starting lineup, I think Scotty might have a chance there. Boys, what did you think? What how are my predictions compared to yours?
4: Uh, almost exact. I mean, we we I don't know if we got to the point. We we did pick the division winners. Did we all pick a a wild card specifically, or but but otherwise, it was well,
3: much I think we- more
4: consistent than last year's. <laughs> yeah, I think we sort of figured
3: that Mikey either Mikey or I would win the division. I think I sort of saw a case where maybe I wasn't even in the playoffs for a few minutes. Oh, I, oh yeah, well, I I Joe,
4: Joe, yeah, yeah, we had to explain to Joe what predictions meant. But once he understood how, you did, Joe Belichick.
1: And, oh God damn. Fucking, you called me a dick.
4: So yeah, pretty much across the board. <laughs> yeah, everybody pretty much has Joe. Everybody pretty much has Tim. The the bonds division, we assume, would be close. But but Chris. Tim is a little higher on Chris than some folks.
1: That's my boy.
4: And uh, <laughs> and uh, for no reason other than his the talent on his team. And then same situation. I I, I had a hard time. You know, it, it's almost a, a coin flip at that point between Mikey Scott and um and the Dreamers. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked if uh, if the Dreamers ended up being that uh, that fourth team this year.
0: Well, I agree because of the division. So if I'm going to pick the playoff brackets, uh, I don't know who will play who, but it'll be Joe, Tim, Chris, and I'll go with the Dreamers, you know, from zombie to playoffs. Wow. That's a, that's quite a journey. And then I will say that the world series will be Joe versus Tim rematch. And I think that Tim takes it again. Me too. Honestly, I I think the difference is, and I'm, I'm not kidding, is that Tim has, uh, better network to make trades with. Are you saying I'm more
3: pr- promiscuous? Yes. If you start You're putting now just imagine what you could do.
0: You know, but but I think I think Tim makes trades more and I I could see Tim uh, maybe acquiring the Astros for instance. It's, it's possible. You know? you,
1: just so you know Greg, you are on my trade list. There there are definitely three hard scratches that I've picked. There's one person who won't trade with me that I haven't picked. So, of
0: the six remaining teams, well, Chris won't trade with you, right? To his detriment,
1: I think, unless Chavis is
0: he could have made he, he might have made the playoffs last year if he made a trade.
1: I would have given him more. He didn't even deal with me. Decided he dealt with the devil.
0: But it's going to be a good it's going to be a good year. I mean, uh, it'll be interesting. I it, it, I think last year, correct me if I'm wrong, was a, a year of parity. Right? There was there seemed to be a you know going into the final weeks of the season there was more teams that we're still in the race where in the past, there hadn't been that parody in our league for most. Yeah. I think it's shifted again to where, again, there are the dominant teams and kind of the also rans, And then there's uh, Jack and I is the dregs.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the focused on <laughs> winning. Just not this year.
0: I, I think last year, uh, again, just my own observation, obviously, was kind of a, a transition. There were some major players who uh, in real baseball uh, kind of re- got retired in terms of fantasy impact, like mm-hmm. the holes of the world. And I think that's what led to some of the parodies that we had, a, we had teams that were mixtures of uh, up and coming players who maybe we didn't count on. And some of the traditional titans of fantasy baseball began to show their age. And so that led to some parody. Whereas this year, I think those distinctions have been made and we have a whole new generation of like the fantasy titans um, and the folks wise enough to acquire them or draft them or whatever are, you know, the the. uh the preeminent teams in our league.
1: You know, it's pretty interesting that when you really think about, and Jack had hinted at this earlier, Major League Baseball is changing. Therefore, fantasy baseball is changing. He talked about it with Gabe Kapler and Joe Madden and what they're doing and how they're changing baseball. But then, you know, Greg, you've talked a lot about the youth movement and how these young players are coming up. We've got things like the shift. I just uh, read the other day that Major League Baseball is now requiring every Major League Baseball team to keep their baseballs in a, a air, in an air-conditioned room at a particular temperature, and they're doing measurements, and then the next mm. year they're going to come out with humidor recommendations for all ballparks, whether they need it or not, and, and if so, to what level of moisture. I, I think the record-breaking home runs uh, in in the binge on home runs that we've had is also changing, which means that we've built these rosters and, and I'm probably the most guilty of this. We've built these rosters based on a game that maybe has changed. I don't want to say in a fundamental way, but certainly in, in key ways that could really damage my fantasy hopes this year.
0: I think that um, positional flexibility uh, has a major impact in, in some of these changing dynamics, these, these great players. Like, I don't recall in eras past players who were so quickly uh, asked to to learn new positions just so they could make the majors more quickly. And so it's almost like a fantasy baseball mentality to some extent where it's like, you know, we're not going to develop these players like we used to. And they're going to have a primary position where we really think that they're well suited to. It's Machado. It's Schwarber. It's, you know, uh, Chris Taylor, all these guys who are playing but I'm, i I feel like they're. It's a little less predictable where these guys are, are going to end up playing. So no, he's an outfielder. He's a DH. Now he's a third. You know, he, he was a third baseman. Now he's an outfielder. Now he's a third baseman again. You know, it's it's a it's a very interesting phenomenon. I think.
3: I, I think it's going to cycle through like everything else. I mean, right now people are seeing the value of of having somebody with the bat to just keep them in the game. You know, you. If your catcher can hit but you don't want him catching every day because you want to have him as a catcher for 10 or 15 years, it makes sense to put him at DH or put him at first base. But I also think that over time you're going to probably go back away from that because you I mean you always have a utility player but but if your catcher is not a really good first baseman and you lose a few games and you don't make the playoffs, was it really worth having him in the lineup every day? They'll Figure out that there are defensive defensive inefficiencies that are that are happening because of this. Unless somebody is just such an extraordinary athlete that
4: they can play wherever and it doesn't matter. That that's a very good point. I think it's a combination of things. Number one, you know, again we we've talked about these kids are coming up quicker and younger. That it that's just a fact. It just wasn't the case in the eighties. Nobody was taking. Uh, Ozzie Smith's job I mean it. you know mm-hmm. there were guys they came up and you knew and you know again free agency wasn't what it was uh you know you knew the guys were gonna it, it's funny I was um uh for some reason I can't remember what it was but I was trying to think of a, a White Sox player a guy that meant White so you know back in in the day you 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 thought of a team and you thought of a player and and you thought of the Reds and Johnny Bench and and the Phillies Mike Schmidt There were
1: Jack
0: Jack
4: We'll just say Louis Apparicio
0: <laughs> for the White Sox.
4: Tension <laughs> more. Um, I think that has something to do with it too. Uh, you know, there's a, a a lot of.
1: Hey, Jack.
4: <laughs> We've been ghosted.
0: He Hello. has. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Are you there? Shit. Somebody needs to jack your your feed died, but now you you've uh, resurrected it. it. Thank goodness. <laughs> Pick.
2: Yeah right. Wow. Well, yeah, I, is I, I never
0: said it didn't I had work. work. I, I, I said you, you, said know, you, did, I you didn't care it, you know. about the. Sorry, you, you
3: guys did just catch his great <laughs> Easter joke, right?
0: I said Jack's feed died, but luckily he oh, resurrected it. Great. <laughs> yeah.
4: You know, number two, we're paying attention a lot more. So, you know, there's always been, and, and again, the more we pay attention, like catcher, for instance, you know, the younger a catcher is, the less likely he's going to end up being a catcher. Um, you grab a guy when he's 18, chances are he's going to end up at first or the Or you know, Schwarber was a catcher. And um, geez, there's there's bunches of them down the line, guys that ended up being, you know, power hitting outfielders. So it's always been the case. They've switched guys around some. Um, but you're right more so now when they're hitting the majors that they're bouncing them because they're just trying to, as Joe said, force bats into the lineup. Um, again, Hoskins is another one. The guy's a a first baseman, um, that he, you know, we, we signed, uh, Santana. So he's playing left field and, um, he's, you know, far from phenomenal. So now you have the, the other aspect of changing the, the game a little bit, which is the managers and, um, and what's going to happen is you're going to start paying attention to managerial style as these guys that the Joe Madden start, start switching guys around in game position to position or, um, you know, Kapler again, has uh, he literally has the, the left and, and right fielder switch, um, based on batters at times throughout the game, they'll have uh, Hoskins run over to right field and, and have either Nick Williams or out or there, whoever it is in, in right it over to left field for a, a batter or two, and then run back and, uh, and switch. So, I, you know, they're doing things to, to try to keep the bats in there without exposing, like Joe said, the defense issues, you know, but that guy, again, Kapler is just doing a whole bunch of a weird shit. That's just different.
0: Talking earlier about my difficulty finding just a legitimate, not a good, not even a great player, but like a legitimate major league outfielder to put on my bench and it's because there's so many guys who are in, like, these four- and five-man outfield rotations. And it's like, you know, uh, I'm going to need to, like, uh, start spending time researching their opponents for the next week and trying to predict what the manager might see as favorable matchups before I start a play.
1: Well, boys, uh, what a great call. Yeah. It was great having the whole band together. This was wonderful. I hope you all have a a great rest of this holiday evening and that uh, you all experience great success this week in fantasy baseball.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: You may have all seen that Jack did pick up an eighth grader uh, by the name of Blaze. And so I just (laughs) Blaze Jordan.
4: Blaze Jordan. Blaze,
1: Blaze, Blaze, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Okay, you know, there's just not a little, not a lot of risk in that one. Um, but the so I I just want to know, as an eighth grader, what book do you think he just did a book report
0: on? As an eighth where grader, the- or the- or That's where the exactly red what fern I grows. Thinking.
1: I can't believe you said that. Yes, where the red fern grows. I so we 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 think that maybe Blaze, yeah. if we could help him Beats. out, and uh, let him know. You remember? Oh. Uh, yes.
0: Those dogs were great. Man, he sa- saved all that money to get those fucking dogs and even though they weren't the best hunting dogs, man, they were small. That's right. That's but boy right. they were good. That's right. Just keep hitting 500 foot home runs, <laughs> please.
1: He's going to blaze out. Like this everything about this just feels wrong. It just it just like I was I was <laughs> do, looking up the YouTube videos, check him out. I mean his dad, I'm sure his dad, you know, says goodnight and says it's time for your mo- nightly injection of steroids and
4: uh he looks like uh like john cruck and one of the kids from the bad news bears had a child (laughs) oh my god
0: so is his dad like the todd or the uh the is he the todd marinovich of baseball
1: oh my god yeah yeah he probably is he probably is and and that's a that's a really bad thing for us to lay on anybody because that didn't well i guess todd marinovich is doing better
0: now right no, he's not. No, he just got arrested again like two oh, months. Oh,
1: no. Yeah. Oh, I thought he cleaned up. Yeah. No. He had that yep. 30
0: for 30 on ESPN was really interesting. He's, he's yeah. like an artist. And he looked good to me, um, the art. But no, I heard he just got arrested again. Um, that's a shame. Yeah. Art is the gateway to
4: crack, I hear. <laughs> yeah. Or the villages. Oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good good night, <nice> <laughs> fellas.
0: <laughs> Alright boys, I'm picking up Something steel. Like a sh-
4: Something like a shaky Central Florida hand job.
0: <laughs> uh, what are you saying? The tremors help with that? Just the natural tremors?
1: We don't need to see
0: that. Joe, get back me up here, Joe.
1: <laughs> I'm laughing man, too hard.
0: I, man, that that feels good. Oh, I haven't even tried. That's my natural palsy. <laughs>
1: I'm so glad this is not
0: a, so Bells is not a video podcast and I uh.
1: saw what Greg was doing with his hand. Uh. <laughs> I have Bell's
0: palsy. Yeah. Oh, thank God.
2: Hallelujah. 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 Well, your faith was strong, but you needed proof. You saw her bathing on the roof, her beauty and the moon. you to her kitchen chair she broke your Before I've seen this room and I've walked the floor Used to live alone before I knew you But I've seen your flag on the marble arch Our love is not Oh. Not a cry that you hear at night it's not someone.
0: ask you to do something though tim yeah of course i want you to really feel free to explore the studio space (laughs) okay (laughs) because i'm gonna need more cowbell
1: (laughs) (laughs) i knew that was coming i knew that was coming